The Twins survive. They're back in the win column, and we're so excited to talk about it on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Monday, August 15th, and I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Head over to LinkedIn.com to check all of that out. Brandon, Twins win. A good Twins win. They're back in the wing column. Got a little dicey at the end there with Jorge Lopez. <laughs> but Max Kepler is so back. Max Kepler. Yeah, it it got a little dicey there. I feel like Jorge Lopez, if he didn't have any luck, or if he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all because he just he's given up so many weird hits lately. And so to get back on the horse, so to speak, there, even though it was a little bit dicey and needed Beckham to – turn just an incredible double play there at the end. Um, you know, great, great job by the twins. A little bit of diversity or adversity, not diversity. Sorry. I got my, I got my nights confused. It's diversity night at target field. And I got confused. Oh, okay. Adversity. They pitched through some adversity and, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's see three and two thirds scoreless innings from this bullpen. That's, that's pretty solid. It's not just one through 26. It's one through 40. Tim Beckham. Jacob says Tim Beckham master class just as yes. good game guys and hey dude h wally best twins news slash twitter we appreciate everyone yes. who joins and we appreciate a twins winner that started with joe ryan brandon what'd you think of joe tonight i thought he was pretty good uh you know we're you you always want to wipe the guy's worst pitch of a game like if you look at how a guy pitches on any given night and say hey if he could have one pitch back things change a lot but that was the entirety of the offense for Kansas City was that two-run homer by uh, Pasquantino, who is the reigning AL hitter of the week or player of the week. So no shame in giving up that bomb. Um, you know, Pasquantino actually leaves later in the game with a little bit of a tweak, it looks like. But uh, um, actually, he didn't leave the game, but it, it didn't look good at the end there, I should say. Um, uh, the things we're going to have to watch with Joe Ryan right now and moving forward is He's pretty much right where he was in terms of innings pitched all of last season, didn't pitch at all in 2020 due to the pandemic. So the fact that they've been managing his pitch count to this point as a cumulative effect actually should be viewed as a positive. 80 pitches tonight um, looked more good than bad, but they're still going to have to manage him with kid gloves the rest of the way. I don't know if he goes 130, 140, 150 innings, 25 innings in a month feels about right. So that puts him right around what 140, 135 for the end of the season. Um, you know, innings maybe don't matter as much as pitches, but it'll be curious to see how they handle him the rest of the way, especially if they try to play in October, because I think he's going to need to pitch for them in October, may, probably making a start, actually. Ian says Joe shouldn't have stayed in after leadoff walk, but I was happy with what he did overall. It's funny. I mean, we see it over and over and over a third time through a little bit of fatigue factor. 
And mm-hmm. I know I try to say it and you try to say it as well, but a majority of the time, and I don't think it's a hundred percent. I don't think you think it's a hundred percent either, but a majority of the time you're going to be in better shape bringing in a new arm, especially when it's Joe Ryan, who's not your ace, probably not even your number two. He's your number three in this rotation. So you see what happens when, uh, when starters are left in sometimes, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but I think we saw that a little bit today. Well, and if you're trying to massage a shaky bullpen and a shaky rotation, as Rocco has had to this season, you're going to want to give your bullpen and your rotation as many potential clean innings as possible. So you let a starter finish an inning, you let a reliever start an inning with nobody on base. With that said, he let Joe Ryan pitch into trouble, then let him get a strikeout. And I thought I saw Joe kind of, I wouldn't say roll his eyes, but it looked like he was kind of displeased to be coming out there which I think is the competitor in him coming out. Maybe I, maybe I saw it wrong. That's just what I thought I saw. But, yeah, they let him pitch into trouble, and then Caleb Thielbar came in and had a Caleb Thielbar masterclass to steal a phrase. But, yeah, I mean, Ryan, Ryan looked very, very solid. And then the bullpen just did their job the rest of the way. Again, like you said, not without bumps, not without a little bit of turbulence along the way. But in general, just a good team win here. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. BetOnline is where the game starts. The Guardians lost tonight. They split a doubleheader today. The White Sox rallied to beat the Astros. They were getting shut down by Jose Urquidy. They came back and won 4-2. So the Twins hold serve with the White Sox, and they pick up a half game on the Guardians. It's going to get really fun here, Brandon. Both teams are two games out with, uh, what is it, 45 or something games left? Yeah, and if you want to put our friend Dan's comment up on the screen, because he asks a very, very good question that I happen to find the answer to. Um, If people are are listening instead of watching, he wants to know the last time the Twins had a blowout win, like four or more runs. So I'm saying more than four, because they beat the Angels 4-0 in the first game of that series. You have to go back to July 24th. The Twins beat the the Tigers nine to one. That's the last time the Twins won a game by more than four runs. So where you felt comfortable going into the last few innings, uh, Sonny Gray start that day, and uh, you know Jose Miranda had three hits. So yeah, um, it's been a while since the Twins have had a comfortable win, and um, I'll, I'll just say it. Yeah, uh, you know I think it's taken some years and some hair follicles from our fans' lives, our friends and Twins fans' lives because. Uh, it's been pretty dicey here the last uh, couple weeks. We've seen the Twins win singular games and look pretty decent doing so, and mm-hmm. then they come out the next day and and it's flat or they don't pitch well. This is one of those those times this week when they need to start stacking good things on top of each other. They have Sonny Gray and Tyler Malley to finish out this series against Zach Greinke, and I don't know who's going in the finale for the Royals. Another lefty. Uh, I, I don't think that this is a, a series – where you can come out flat a day after a win. They they need to come out and and play well Tuesday and, and secure a series victory and go for the sweep Wednesday afternoon. It's your guy Daniel Lynch to close oh, it. Oh, it is. So okay, Daniel I Lynch. think didn't we see him? I think we've seen him twice this Multiple year. Times, yep. I think they might have struggled the first time and hit him hard the second, or maybe I've got that backwards. But it's um another lefty for crying out loud. And yep. so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I think. You can be happy about if they take two or three in this series, but you really got to be gunning for the sweep just because, again, this is the week that we've talked about. I mean, I brought it up yesterday, but in my mind, you know, you're kind of thinking like this is a very make or break week 
and you don't want to give away games to a Royals team that uh, when I look at this Royals team, I was thinking about this today. Um, they're especially dangerous because they're young. And so they've never really thought, well, we can't do this or why can't we do this? But they're also playing for jobs. Like MJ Melendez is playing for a future on this team. Bobby Witt Jr. has a future on this team. Obviously, he's a freaking stud. But he and all these other guys are playing for a future. They've got that spoiler role in their uh, in their DNA right now. And so it's a dangerous team to play. I just wish the Tigers had the same DNA right now. Which Hey, we'll take a split from the Tigers sure. today. <laughs> we'll take a but split. I also tweeted between games that if the Tigers didn't win another game the rest of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. So um, I think the White Sox lost. So I think that's what we're trying to find out. Or won in, yeah, the, uh, in the chat here. So, man. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot going on here on on, uh, Locked On Twins. Yeah, well, I would say that, as you said, this week's important as well, because if the White Sox are going to beat the Astros, the Twins better beat the Royals, right, to keep up. Uh, And the Guardians, too, playing the Tigers. So this is a big weekend, as we've said over and over. But, Brandon, the Royals got the first two runs tonight. Mm -hmm. And I think people are starting to, in the first inning on a two-run homer, didn't score again. But let's go back to the first inning. Pasquantino hits that homer (laughs) a bomb on a fastball. Pretty center cut. It was middle in. He got yep. to it. I think the feeling at that point was like, this is crumbling. And the Twins didn't score. And it was 2-1, to one, I think, going into the fifth. They're going into the sixth. And it just felt like it was crumbling. And it's funny how this game can turn around so quickly. Right. And you you kind of have a cumulative effect of the offense going into a funk. You know, the Twins gave up nothing to the Angels to start that series. And then the offense, I mean, the offense wasn't great at that point in the first place, but it just, the, the, the prolonged drought just seemed to kind of stretch. And part of you thinks, Oh, great. Two zero. They're facing a lefty. They haven't hit lefties. I know they had a winning record against lefties coming into this one, but it just felt like they, they could not solve lefties. So you're thinking, Oh man, they're going to tack on another one late. Yeah, yeah. Here we go again. And then, um, and, and to Miranda, who's, just been kind of, uh, you know, I think he's been struggling just a little bit. He's kind of going through those ebbs and flows that even good rookie hitters have. Um, stays on a ball, drives it to right, gets the the important RBI there. And, um, you know, from that point on, the Twins did everything they needed to do. Would it have been nice to see them tack on three, four more late? For sure. But you take what you can get at this point. I still want to see more consistency out of this offense. But You'll take 11 hits. There's there's no doubt about that. And then with runners in scoring position, uh, three for 10. Again, progress. Much better. But, um, you know, it's not hard to be much better than 0 for 18 in a two-game span. Got to win games like this. The Twins did. They'll be back on Tuesday with Sonny Gray tone against Zach Greinke. That should be fun. Greinke, but, maybe the last time the Twins will see him this year. By the way, uh, how tuned in are you going to be to Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander? Because that's, that's going to be, be that should be incredible. I got some buddies going to that game in Chicago. I'll yep. be, cheering for, be cheering for Verlander for sure in that one. No, how much does that hurt to say? <laughs> Probably never said that in your life. Never. No, I don't even remember when he was a Tiger. But yes, I'll be cheering for no, him. No, you're too young. You're I'll much too cheering, young. Be cheering for him Tuesday. Cody Warren will leave him with this with a, a member of the Who? family. Who? He says, prayers up, Polanco. Yes. I don't yep. know if he's saying a good night or he left the game. He's okay. I don't know what he, what Cody's saying there. But yeah, yeah, it's because he left the game late and okay. – that's what allowed Tim Beckham to make that play because Luis Arise had moved over to second base. Ah. So I, I don't know. I mean, who knows if Polanco maybe just um, it's not a defensive replacement though. That's what doesn't make sense. You're not moving Arise to second and putting Beckham, who I'm sure has like a hundred career innings at first base. Uh, that's not a defensive replacement. So yeah, he's, he's he might be onto something there. 
from Cody Warren to Brandon Warren. We want to thank you for joining us. We're setting record numbers on our live stream. Wow. Thank you for commenting. It's the stretch run. We're going to be here. Thanks so much, Brandon. We'll talk soon.